Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional. We need to talk. Okay, yes. What's up, Micah? You need to talk. I yeah. need to talk. No, yeah, we need, need to talk. talk. We need okay. to talk. We need okay. to talk. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that this whole podcast thing is about talking. So okay, okay. So I go. I had a book premiere last night. So I had the book premiere awesome. in a pantsuit nation. And uh, after I have our book premiere, I go up and there's this really awesome girl out in the audience. So she's got like this Batman shirt on, and Ooh. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I want to go talk to you. You're awesome. So I walk over to her. I go, hey, yeah, I know the girl that comes to a political like uh, book reading, wearing a Batman shirt. I know we've got to be good friends. And she goes, hi, I'm Quinn Rose. I am another <laughs> host on your network. <laughs> and then she tells me, and then we're talking, I'm like, you should come be a guest on Disruption sometime. And then she says, yeah, I almost was a guest on Disruptions one time. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and she's like, Micah just called me like in the middle of nowhere. He goes, look, I need you to be back on in five minutes. <laughs> And then, and then he got. Then he came back to me. and said, "Wait, she's here." <laughs> and, this is all true. This is and all I true. have no idea what this is about. So, I, Micah, you got to explain yourself, dude. What's going on? <laughs> uh, it was the episode where we hadn't heard from Georgia Dow yet, and Steve and I were both scrambling to find somebody in case we needed to have a fill-in. And so I went to Quinn and I was like, "Hi, For the very rare chance that you're like actually next to your microphone, do you think you could hop on? <laughs> and like, I don't want you, you know, sprint." across campus to make this happen or anything like that. But if you're next to your microphone, would you be able to hop on? And she's like, yeah, well, um, I'm not, I'm not there right now, but I'm on my way back. And I'm like, okay, well, I will let you know soon. And then suddenly we heard from Georgia Dow and I was like, okay, um, well, we will have to have you on in the future because it was great and you're wonderful and it was so awesome that you were, you know, ready and willing to do it. But it, it turned out that she was across campus and she totally was going to run back. And I was like, yeah. no, that's not oh. what I wanted to happen. Okay, I just oh. had to say, like, we're trying to show plan and Georgia Dow's like, oh, sorry, guys, I, I fell asleep <laughs> and I don't know what's going on. Maybe Micah's like, like slipping Georgia something in her Diet Coke. And then it's like, come on, we'll get Quinn on. We'll do it. We'll do yes, it. I, like, am I don't know what's going yeah. on here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. I did. I did. I fell asleep. Are, are you okay now, Georgia? You I'm feel? Okay you, you feel? I'm awake. I'm you awake. Okay? Are you sure? Because okay. you know. Oh, mostly. Good, Georgia. Because I need your help. You need my help. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh. We can, we have, we have a mutual bone to pick. <laughs> That, that sounds disgusting, actually. I don't know it how I feel about that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I'd rather pick a bone than juice with mastication. Oh. No, no, we're not going there. Oh. No. No. I happened across uh, some tweets from you today uh, where you had taken photos of a Nintendo Switch you purchased. What? Yeah, yeah. Brie has a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, and that's right. That's right. 
And I, I just, I just, you know, we talked about this and <laughs> we talked about how my heart would be broken if you bought a Nintendo Switch. And Georgia said that she would be disappointed if you bought a Nintendo Switch. And lo and behold, what do I see creeping across my Twitter feeds? Then <laughs> Brianna I Congress. I'll say one thing one week and change my mind the next. I'm getting uh, I had start here, Micah. No, this is the most Brianna Wu thing ever. We're coming one week. I'm like, Nintendo Switch is the devil. If you buy this, you're human filth. It's a garbage product. I got one. It's so tell, so tell us what, 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 what are your thoughts you? on so it? What, what are, what are you even playing on the thing? Is really the first question. Okay, okay. This is, this is the honest to god truth. Okay, I'm, I, I way overshare on this show. <laughs> Frank and I, Frank and I have been having some marriage difficulty from the amount of fighting we've been doing over Peckle. And I'm like, we've got to find a new game to play when it's like we go out to, you know, a coffee shop together. I want something new there, to throw in there. my purse. And Puyo Puyo is so great that, swear to God, I'm sorry, but I bought this because I can throw it in my purse and then Frank and I can play Puyo Puyo Tetris together, hand to God. That's why I bought it. I, I, Puyo Puyo is a great game. I, that I do get. But I think Micah really wants to ask, have you guys milked any cows together? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's downloading. Even as we is speak. it really? So oh, that yes. would redeem everything. Oh that God. would mend my broken I want, heart to I know. I want a full review of, of the cow milking. I really Georgia, <laughs> Georgia, we're going to go one step further than that. We're going to make animated gifs oh god just frank and i milking cows <laughs> and and we'll just you can use that and the I, republicans can use it in their attack ads there you so. go <laughs> i i need those in my life but i hear the joy con controllers aren't all they're cracked oh, up to be they're crap they're crap they, they? all the controllers are so bad do not buy this system okay <laughs> <laughs> why are they so I want to be so clear. So Frank and I, like, we have our, like, there are so many pictures of our living room out there on the internet. Like, our, our couch is nearly, like, right in front of the TV, like, college dorm style. And it still won't read. Like, you have to sit on the edge of the couch, like, hold oh the Joy-Con close to the Nintendo Switch. It is truly terrible. It has lag. Pairing them is a nightmare. It is quirky. If you're not like a tech person, I think you just throw it out the window. Uh, <laughs> the controllers are terrible. Like F. Uh, even the Nintendo Pro controller isn't that great. So um, wow. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Yeah. Wait. You mean you mean to tell me that yeah. Nintendo shipped hardware that was not a hundred percent up to par i'm really i'm, I'm sorry i'm, I'm, I'm sorry. struggling with this because this is destroying my worldview i know it's really sad <laughs> wow but the build quality <laughs> itself is really good though steve it is the finest quality nintendo product they've ever shipped by miles uh it's better than the 3ds uh, you know, definitely better than the original Wii. It's really solid feeling. It's not something you'll be embarrassed to have in your purse or man bag for you, Steve. Um, I've actually considered yeah. a man bag lately, so that that could okay. be relevant to my interest. Good, good. But, Jack Bauer carries one. Um, yeah, you know, but, I, I'm pretty yeah. much you know mini Jack Bauer. That's what people call that's me. That's true. That's true. <laughs> right, um, right. That's what I think. 
<laughs> what you think? What, what you what you think? Badass terrorist killer. You think Steve Lubitz? That's what you think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it would be the, oh, the, yeah. the 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 smaller version, like you know, the compact, yeah, tough, vicious. I'm like I'm like Nintendo the Bowser Junior of 24 is what I. Right. You are Chihuahua Jack Bauer. <laughs> Steve, I have to say it. Like, okay, because we do this show with Steve, and he's like, oh, I'm on some Nintendo this week. And then you go over to his house, and he's like, girls, that's enough. And it's a scary shift in parental Steve. And my heart, like, jumps. I'm like, oh, dad's mad at me when I'm around you and you're like that, Steve. Uh, oh. So you can, you can pull it off, is what you're saying. Yeah, he could. Yeah. He definitely could. <laughs> You know, you know, so, you, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Is basically what Bree's trying no, to say. I, w- I wouldn't. <laughs> any I wouldn't. other, any other hot takes on 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 the on wow words on the Nintendo Switch? I, Mike is asking any of the other things that people have complained about. How many of them have you experienced? Like, is the screen really like this plasticky feeling thing that would scratch? Like, with if you look at it the wrong way. Yeah, but I put a, a surface protector on it the very first thing, which looks terrible and is ugly and has air <laughs> bubbles underneath it, mm. which I'm hoping I can come out later. But uh, the screen itself is really gorgeous. Uh, it's just, you know, unfortunately, the minor detail of how you, you know, play games <laughs> is an F. That's just a minor <laughs> detail uh of this and i haven't played zelda yet like it's also downloading uh nintendo the network backbone underneath is very very slow um but i i would say this like the the first sd card i plugged into it it read it fine it's it's a great experience with just bad controls so yeah yeah what one of my one of my recent joys in life is watching casey Liss all of a sudden start tweeting about video games for the first time And he was tweeting on Saturday morning or Sunday morning that, you know, people complain about Bluetooth audio all the time, but they don't ever complain about the latency in Bluetooth controllers. And that sounds not like a Bluetooth controller issue to me. From my experience, it sounds like that's a switch specific issue that their Bluetooth implementation is not necessarily the greatest compared to what you might find like a PlayStation or or an Xbox or something like that. I definitely agree with that. In fact, uh, in using the Nintendo Pro Controller, there's some weird finickiness with it. Like when it's working, it's great. Uh, sometimes there's this weird lag with it. So, um, yeah, uh, don't buy the system. I stand by that <laughs> opinion. It's garbage. It's a terrible mistake. I'm having fun playing Puyo Puyo Tetris, though. Yeah, I get that. And milking cows soon. <laughs> I don't know if that will be fun or just embarrassing, Mike. So, <laughs> I mean, fun for who is really the question. It'll be fun. It may not be fun for you. It'll be fun. Um, right, right, right. I have right. so much fun milking cows, let me tell you. Be my favorite thing to play on it. Can All we right. milk cows, please? And everyone's like, no, I'm tired of playing not that again. game. Uh, you, you probably you would have lo- you would have been like the one person to buy Wii Music. I think, Mike. I think that would have been your jam, and you would have been like all over it, fun. and you would have been like the Wii Music guy. I'm yeah. pretty sure. What's we music? It's like milking cows ten years ago. Oh, okay, oh. yeah. No, Micah has a lot more dignity than that, Steve. Come he does on, this show with us. And I'm pretty sure that counteracts your argument. Well, we well, music. well. 
It's uh, terrible. He's, he's it's terrible. Game. You know when Cammy from Nintendo is like pulling reporters aside privately and going, I know it's terrible. <laughs> Don't judge me. Uh, I, I remember when they first came out, they tried to do a mall tour for that game, and we were in the Natick yeah. Mall and watching people from Nintendo try to demo that game, and that looked like the saddest job in the world. Having Is it to like play. Rock Band on Wii? It, it was like Rock Band if you were like trying to conduct a fake orchestra with the Wiimote. Oh, dear God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's really something. Yep. <laughs> but Steve, just got to throw this out there before we go to the next topic. Don't go to the, 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 don't go to that mall. Go to the Dedham Mall, which is a district A. Like, help the economic structure of American Girl out there in that district. I would really appreciate that. Well, uh, un- unfortunately, the, uh, that doesn't help the economics of how much gas I have to drive for another half an hour to get there as opposed to the Natick Mall, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I guess I should say to everybody on the show, like, you know, you should not expect, like we do the show together and we're all friends. You know, there will be no shady tax deregulation deals (laughs) here on, here on this show. I Micah, if you write like 8,000 bad articles for iMore and they've all got to go somewhere, like don't look to me to go pour those in Massachusetts rivers and streams. (laughs) We're not going to help you out with that. You're going to have to get rid of that on your own. (laughs) Okay, so I definitely shouldn't bring all of those those packages that I have to – I can't get rid of them there. Please don't do it. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that stinks. But you know what doesn't stink? Our friends at Squarespace. (laughs) Georgia? This episode of Disruption is brought to you by Squarespace. Enter offer code DISRUPTION at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea, and with a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and more, you are going to rock it. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio or a blog. Well, Squarespace's all-in-one platform lets you do just that. You don't have to worry about installing anything. There aren't patches. There's no upgrades. Squarespace takes care of all of that. They've got award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. And again, I want to go to one of these like Grammys for customer support agents. Sounds awesome. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name or domaino name, and all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. Squarespace is legit so simple to set up a website, and if you want to dig in and get you know coding and, and make some changes in there, you absolutely can. I've got like three or four sites running on Squarespace and have never had any issues. Squarespace plans start at just 12 bucks a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required if you go to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up, please do use the offer code disruption because you're going to get 10% off your first purchase and you'll be showing your support for our show. We thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move. Make your next website. Squarespace. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Georgia, how do you feel about talking about privacy in the digital age? It is the biggest currency, though, that we have, right? It's the biggest currency Absolutely. that we can sell. It's not money. It's, it's people's private information. That is all- bigger than, than any set of that. There's dollars versus info. Information is much more powerful. 
And oftentimes is like for every one dollar, one dollop of of data is worth probably hundreds of dollars. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a, a tweet making the rounds earlier this week about a a pizza place in Oslo uh, where there was an advertisement screen out front with a a webcam built in. And the program that was running on it to show the digital advertisement had crashed. And there's all of this log information on the screen that shows uh, information that's clearly doing some sort of of, uh, facial tracking well that's not the right word facial um analysis yes facial detection thank you very much and analysis so we've got male young adult uh, the amount of time that they spent attention looking at the advertisement did they or did they not have glasses uh etc etc so that tweet kind of picked up some interest and there were some uh some companies talking back and forth about this. And it seems that this company called Orb ended up being the company behind this particular advertisement. There was some confusion about maybe who was behind it. And they talk about how with these advertisements and Georgia, this is specifically where I'm interested about your hot take because in the, the kind of throwback article, cause they got a bunch of blowback about this. Cause these, there were no signs posted anywhere that said, hey, we're doing – we have a webcam and it's looking at you at the very least. And it didn't explain what was going on and how it was working. And so people were going, why are you doing this to us without us knowing about it? At least if I'm on Twitter, I can say, yes, I want to opt in. So they say that while they are looking with, with the webcam, they are not doing facial recognition which would be to see a face and then determine who that person is. Instead, they're looking at this, uh, this screen and they're seeing that there's a face there and they're using that to determine data points to like see a smile or to see if the person, uh, if they think that the person is a, a f- uh, woman or a man to see if, and then those are the only two categories that they have and to see if they're wearing glasses or not, all of these different data points. But, uh, allegedly they don't keep, well, they say that they do not keep this data and it is simply based in, uh, anonymized tracking or not tracking, that's the one thing, uh, based in anonymized analysis. So it, it sounds like a lot of uh, gobbledygook, but I'm curious to hear what you what you think. If they aren't keeping the data and it's not actually determining that you are you, but instead just seeing that you are uh, George, well, that you are rather uh, a woman who has red hair and w- doesn't wear glasses. Are you OK with that? Or are you still not OK with that? No, I'm not. I'm not okay with that. You could say it's a public space, and and there's cameras that are tracking us everywhere. But usually, those are for public safety, um, and and are supposed to be for the public good. It's not just some creepy advertising company that's trying to grab data for which advertisements they're getting the most information out of. Are you? Because it doesn't just deal with your age and gender, but it also says what is your mood, how long, what did you show attention on, what parts of the ad did you kind of like look at. And, and how long did you stay there for? This also will track, you know, your kids. And this is something that we need to, you know, I guess the, the problem is, is that we're so comfortable now with cameras constantly staring at us and in, inviting them into our lives. I think that it's, it's something that we often don't even think about. And so, you know, I don't like the idea of advertisers deciding to just prop up cameras wherever they so wish. 
that are going to be watching over what I am doing for just to get more information out of me to the advertisements. I, I think on the least I should be paid for it. And in the most, it should be something that I opt into. And so having something that's in our private space without anyone knowing that it's doing that is exceptionally creepy. And I think that also should be laws in place to protect us against that. I mean, if this law came up before the United States House, I would absolutely, you know, look at restricting this kind of um, activity because, like, uh, you know, I do know quite a bit about uh, communication law. And, you know, granted, this is Dublin, so that's not the United States. But if it were here in the United States, uh, it's like you said, Georgia, it's a public space. Uh, You actually don't have a reasonable expectation of privacy out there. Uh, So, you know, especially data that might be run this way. There's nothing I can think of offhand that like on a nationwide level would be illegal about it, uh, but certainly disconcerting. Um, and I think like this is one of the reasons I want to look at doing uh, an omnibus you know, privacy bill. I do have to say like Dublin is a, a, it's a really interesting city. I was flown in there for Inspire Fest a few years ago and this is a, um, a town, I mean it's a country rather, where they make college basically free for everyone. Like there's a very small amount of money attached to it. It had like both good and bad things, uh, bad effects on the economy. It's one of the reasons when Bernie Sanders was talking about making college absolutely free, uh, I was like, well, uh, if you look at Ireland, there's a plus and a minus for that. Uh, Not to say I'm not for it, just that it was a more complicated situation. But as it ties to this, they're a city that's really doing a lot of stuff to get their um, technology industry really off the ground. So I can see how they would be very eager to work with like the state and municipal to like wire all of this in for, you know, e-commerce. But I think like all of us on the show could agree it's a little too far. I, when, once I realized that this was in Dublin, I, I'm a little bit more willing to take them at their word that it's not storing a lot of that personal data because the EU's data privacy laws are considerably stricter than anything we have here in the U.S. Like a lot of the times when you have to protect, go to extra lengths to protect something, it's because there's some EU law that applies to it and not anything that's in the U.S. That said, I'm willing to take them at their word to some extent that they're not tying it back to any sort of a database and using it to identify you because it just opens them up to a lot more liability. But the point is that you don't know. And I think that's really the part that is concerning about something like this is that there's nothing really stopping any sort of a company from providing a service to a land, to a property owner that allows them to put a camera up there and then do what what they will with it. I mean, there there's nothing stopping an individual owner from say wiring up a drop cam and you know, passing that data eventually, and I'm not saying this exists today, but, you know, it could be a couple of years from now, passing that to an API that would do this type of thing against it. And it wouldn't necessarily be anything that you would know was happening either. So, you know, it's I think that's what's really worrying about it. If they really are just doing what they say they do, it's probably not as creepy as it sounds. But the problem is that you have to trust this rando company that nobody's ever heard of. And take them at their word that, oh, yeah, we're totally not 
saving off any of this data to be able to cross-reference against other facial recognition databases later on. And I, I, there's an interesting thing here. There is a an American-based, a USA, a U.S.-based company that uh, had claimed credit for this originally. And this company uh, called Kairos honestly sounds far more terrifying, uh, and it's based in the U.S. And so I'm just going to name some of the things that their product does. Uh, and they have digital signage with cameras that do these different types of things and more. But I'm just going to name a few. Face detection, find and track faces. Yes, face identification, search for face matches, like who is this? Face verification, you can search, is this person Elizabeth? Is this person Elizabeth? Is this person Elizabeth? Do emotion detection, were they joyous about the ad? Were they fearful of it? Uh, Attention measurement, how long they spent on it, facial features, and sentiment detection, as well as ethnicity and gender detection. And the uh, the though that level of 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 information uh in the hands of a company that i don't know how secure any of their servers are or what's being stored or what isn't and where and i have to like go find their privacy policy somewhere to know how they're keeping my data my face and using that to to track me across all of their different advertisements you know across a city wherever they happen to be that's that that's where it gets really terrifying for me and these are like big companies that have have uh, put kairos into effect including the carnival cruise line pepsico legendary films and a few other big names that have used kairos so, so and, that that scares me and their privacy policy only holds as long as they're an independent company as soon as they get bought you know, I've altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it further. That's that's the other thing with uh, some of these small fly by night companies. I mean, to to some extent, I was surprised that there wasn't more blowback about the two uh, Echo devices that Amazon released or, or announced over the last couple of weeks that are bringing cameras into your home and into your into your closet. But at the same time, at least Amazon's kind of the devil, you know, like, yeah, they're probably going to be collecting a lot of that data. And yeah, they're probably going to be doing a lot of scary things with it. But Amazon's kind of a bigger target than some one of these little fly by night companies that could just get bought up by who knows who. And then all of a sudden your data is getting sold all over the place. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, the fact that there was an article that had to go and do some digging to find out what company was behind this code, and people are just walking by and living their lives, and they don't know that this thing is collecting data on them. And again, the one in Oslo in Norway was not uh, was not going as far as doing facial recognition per the company, but the other companies, the the one that's based in Miami, Kairos clearly does go that far and does collect that level of data. And if, I mean, yeah, I mean, Steve, you, you touched on it perfectly. I, I have like three or four different cameras around me right now, but they are from, they are made from products, you know, from big companies that I have a little bit more trust in and know that their security is in place, Apple and uh, et cetera. And these small companies, who knows? And I don't know where to go to find privacy policies. And I don't know where to go to find my particular platform. And yeah, we're losing control of something that's very valuable to marketers that we should have more control over. Yeah. 
Plus, it's there's a, an issue of habituation, right? So, yeah, at first they're going to say, oh, well, we're not, we're not doing facial recognition. And then as we get comfortable with where we are there, then it'll be like, oh, we're doing facial recognition, but we're, um, you know, making sure that the data is kept in a place that's really secure. And, and it kind of is a, a slope that continues going. Plus, with lobbyists being able to spend tons of money to be able to support governments and to be able to run for government as is really massively expensive – and you don't have much of a choice, it's easy to have votes bought off so that this becomes something that would be legal. So, so Georgia, let me ask you a question. Would you go so far if this advanced to take measures to camouflage yourself from facial recognition? It's because- funny that you ask that because while, you're, while we're thinking about this, I'm like, it gets me so angry that someone's taking something without my permission that, yeah, like I would wear a mask or a hat or I think that, um, you know, uh, there's, there's certain um, makeup and sprays that will be reflective so that you can actually read facial features or people drawing like extra eyebrows on their face or black, like black and white makeup just so that you're no longer able to be read the way that you were before. Absolutely fully. This is infuriating to me. And that becomes a greater security risk than not, because then now people are going to be going around masked constantly just because of all the cameras that are stealing their privacy without any permission to that. And so then what do you do? Like, what do you do? Because this is the way that the world is going to be going. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you're looking at it that way. I just put this um, this link to this camouflage makeup site on mm-hmm. in, in the chat that I'll put in the show notes. And I mean, it, I'm not so sure I'm I'm against a world where everybody looks like an extra from the Mirror's Edge games. So <laughs> that does look kind of cool, actually. They do look pretty cool. I think you could pull off that look with the uh, with, with with the twirly the twirly curl yes. with the barrette and the the red uh, swath of hair going across the face diagonally. I think you could pull that off. And Bree's already got a step in that direction, yeah. though, right? That's the red right. Swath. Yeah, you know it. You know it. That's how it's going to go. Well, Bree, that's because like Bree's it. running around on rooftops in her spare time. So you know that you, you have <laughs> to dress for the occasion when you're doing that. Steve, <laughs> come on, Congresswoman tell. Vigilante. <laughs> Congresswoman by day. That was day. the one secret that we hadn't revealed yet on this show. I'm sorry. Oh, that's going to be so great. Like, go vote on, like, a health care bill for universal <laughs> health care. Then go kick ass in the streets of D.C. at night. I'm sorry. I meant that's kick someone butt. I can. That's someone I kick can butt. vote for. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make that campaign platform. Yeah, just, you know, just <laughs> cast your vote and then escape via zip line. Like, that's if, that's a way to make yeah, an exit. If you elect me, I promise I will break tons of laws in the District of Columbia <laughs> by beating up people and being the sole jury judge and executioner yeah i don't think that's gonna play i think that's i think that could come back to haunt me you Steve. just need a mastery you just oh, okay. need a mask yeah that's true that's just the true. facial recognition or, or or glasses well um <laughs> i think we may have uh beat this topic into the ground for now uh s- certainly certainly something to to keep in mind and and i and you know i remember not too terribly long ago on this very podcast where i had a very different perspective on personal data privacy and over time have realized just how valuable that is and just how much we take it for granted and and let it let it be used by everybody. And so my views on that have obviously changed. And this kind of stuff, 
it, yeah, it frustrates me. And I think Georgia, it makes your blood boil um, a mm-hmm. little bit faster, but yeah, I, it's, it's, it really, it really sucks. I mean, it's just companies who are in a position to uh, take advantage in these situations and are finding different ways to monetize something that really doesn't belong to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think that's well said. Yeah. All righty. So, so well, Micah, I think it should be said that data also does enable fantastic things like the interactive map of dog names in New York City. So, this is true. You know, this so you should true. just whenever you're getting really stressed out about all this data that's being collected, just go look at that. Go 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 look at that infographic, and you can learn that there are 465 dogs in New York named Chloe, and that'll help you feel better. Yeah, that means there's a registry of dogs somewhere. I, I'm glad you brought that up, Stu, because our next topic is going to be questions from the audience. But before we do that, I have a question for all of you. So, Micah, you were talking about my tweets that came out today. Mm-hmm. There's another tweet that came out and i will hold the isometric court of justice right here on this show so this was a tweet that was on darth's account and basically it was dog shaming this is where you have a dog and then you write something around their (laughs) neck and you write like what's going on what awful thing your dog did and this person tried to shame their dog by bringing a, a Thing around their neck and uh, putting on the sign, it said, I was in the car with my owner, and then I leaped into the car beside us because the other person was eating KFC, and I ate their <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I'm reading this, and I, that dog did nothing wrong. Right. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing wrong. That dog, I if you're eating delicious Kentucky fried chicken in your car and you aren't protecting yourself from strangers snatching it, I think that's on you. So, Steve, you don't give up because you hate dogs. But, but, but Georgia and Micah, I want to hear from you. Like, like Georgia, you, you first. Yes. I can totally understand that dog. Because I thought the same thing, especially when you're hungry and you can smell it and it's crispy and they're eating it. I'm like, that's almost cruel. To eat it with your window open is cruelty to others that are that are walking around. It's cruel. I mean, who among yeah. us hasn't jumped out of a car window into someone else's car to grab a piece of chicken? You know? Like, if, if we can do it, then dogs should be able to do it, too. Plus, I just sent the, the photo into our, into our Skype chat, and that dog looks so happy. It got some KFC chicken. Yeah. yeah. I have... My husband has been eating KFC chicken. Yeah, I've grabbed it from his hand to eat it oh, myself. Do. It's called like Jungian self actualization, guys. Like that's <laughs> that's self actualized. I, I don't it. remember the double down being part of Jungian self actualization, but well, maybe well, that's just my well, memory. Well, yeah, you you must have maybe Micah drugged you right before that class and you slept through it. Yeah, so. that's true. That could have that could have happened. Uh, no, I neither confirm nor deny. But yes, I'm with you. That dog has done no wrong. That dog is pure and too holy for this world and. We don't deserve these dogs. I, I think that that sign, though, probably wasn't even dog shaming. It was, uh, you know, an achievement. Dog achievement. Yeah, really. I that agree. Dog. I agree. Platinum. <laughs> Steve, I, I got to know what you think. I, I think mean, that dog is guilty just by by the virtue of being a dog. Yeah, this so. is why you don't right. get the vote, Steve. <laughs> and this I also want to point out that the iso- that isometric is a failed state, and this is a disruption in court of justice. Okay. Oh, Ow. This, wow. That's a good point. Harsh. Yeah. Harsh. Well, Steve, 
I'll see you in an alley in my mask. If talk about as long as you have airbags in whatever car okay. you're driving. Oh my around. god, I, I, still airbags yet. I still don't have airbags. <laughs> that, still, is that even legal? Can you drive around without yeah. airbags? In, in Dublin, it's legal. I keep okay. paying. I keep paying sixty dollars to fail the inspection. Honestly, straight up, uh, I am. Uh, we're, Frank and I are uh, going down to uh, the uh, Nebula Awards, where I'm going to be presenting the award. Possibly handing the Nebula Award to for Rogue One out. Wow! Uh, so I'm going to be doing that next week. And as Sweet. we're leaving, I'm going to drop my uh, car off and have a professional do it for two or three thousand dollars. So, yeah, that's expensive. But you know what? It's it's better than hitting a windshield. So it's true. It's true. It's oh, true. that's morbid. <laughs> it's okay. true, though. That's airbags save lives. They really do. Stay buckled and maybe keep a, I don't know, one of those, oh, I know, one of those uh, airplane rafts that that just auto expand and you drop on the seat. Just maybe keep one of those up up in your dash. Yeah, that's a good good idea. Sports car, small sports car, just a big rubber raft raft right there. Can can you just drive around with Baymax from Big Hero 6 in the passenger seat? Because I think that would be, you know, that would also be adorable. So I have my Snorlax. I have my giant Snorlax, but Perfect. I don't yeah. even think he that can fit work. in my car. Would, yeah, would Snorlax fit can. though? No, it's a very small car. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Snorlax can take the wheel. I mean, you know. <laughs> okay, he fall Steve. asleep at the wheel. Oh, that's a good uh, point. Uh, let's move on to. You just have to make sure questions. that your horn sounds like a pokey flute, and you'll be fine. This is science. Pokey uh. science. <laughs> All right. So what do you got for us? Uh, yeah, let, let's let's have our listeners save us from this horrible conversation. Um, so we have quite a few questions, and we'll get through as many as we can. So um, we have this one from from Manuel who says, um, "I have quite a few friends and old co- coworkers who are currently working at Uber. Uh, they started hiring a lot here in Mexico not not too long ago. Who all seem to be in denial about Uber's recent problems." I tried to ask them her opinion about the most recent problems and scandals, and their response is that it's all just an attack by the media, parentheses, which sounds like a lot of Trump, Trumpian fake news to me, close parentheses, and that every company does that kind of stuff to achieve, to achieve growth. I'm at a loss of what to respond to them and don't know if that's really their attitude or if they're just too close to see the problems and, and or decide to ignore them because of all the benefits Uber gives them. Any insights or should I just avoid that topic with them for now? Uh, there's an Upton Sinclair quote that I think about all the time, and it is, it's hard to get a man to understand something when his living depends on him not understanding it. Uh, and, you know, to me, I would let that battle go. Like, the people that are working for Uber as drivers, they are getting the short end of the stick. Um, you know, they're just trying to make a living. They don't have anything to do with Uber's terrible uh, business practices. And, you know, I think that it's just not their problem, just to really be honest with you. And I think, like, holding a powerful corporation to uh, high standards, that is reasonable. Going after people they're barely able to make a living uh, is not, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's unclear from uh, the way that Manuel says this. It says working at Uber. And so, it, you know, I'm not sure if, if they're talking about at the corporation or if they're talking about drivers, if it's drivers, I absolutely agree. And frankly, if they are uh, people who aren't in the position to 
make big changes, then it can be uh, just as just as difficult to uh, try to. <clears throat> you know, get, get them to feel that that it's necessary to make a change. And I think ultimately you're saying, uh, I understand that the difference between like trying to, to recognize that there is an issue there versus saying like you and I can't be friends if you work for this company because it's terrible. And I know that's not what you're doing. Instead, you're asking, you know, maybe to recognize this, but yeah, I mean, denial is a very powerful force. And when you're looking at uh, the hand that feeds you, it can sometimes be difficult to do. And ultimately, yeah, I think I agree with Bree here that, um, you should certainly have the conversations, but in terms of, you know, hoping that you will absolutely get them to change their minds, that might be a struggle. I I agree. Like, I, I thought I was going to be controversial, yeah. this, but no, I, I absolutely agree. And I think that this is something where we need to have policies in place that will, um, you know, deal with companies that don't enforce um, protecting their their people from harassment and being able to have equal opportunities to employment. I, I think that that's the best way to go about this, not dealing with people that are that are getting by and having to use whatever means there is to make sure that they're able to feed their families. I think that that is something that would be unfair to do. And it's a, only a pace, place of privilege that we can complain about different things. If my family was starving, I would do whatever I needed to do in order to put food on that on the table. And so let's continue to put the companies, um, the, the companies to be really responsible for the way that they treat their people and have to do it in a way that is legal and make sure that we have enough laws in place to protect them. Did you just nearly say put food on your family, George? <laughs> that was a George <laughs> I think I was almost going to say put food on your face. <laughs> I got up from a nap. I'm a little grumpy. Okay. You, you, you only do that when you're eating in the shower, Georgia. That, that's that's not you know that's not not common. Hey hey. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we also have a question that from someone who wants to remain anonymous, and you can tell us that in the uh, you know in the question when you when you send it in, and they say, my spouse and I have been considering immigrating to a more civilized country. Uh, we're both PhDs in computer science, and we get fed up from all the violence, corruption, and lack of resources to do our jobs. We are aware this is not going to be easy emotion-wise, as we'll be, we will be far from family and some friends. We would like to know if you would have any thoughts and suggestions for our most likely future. Uh, P.S. Oh. Civilized countries are ones that have universal health care and free education. Wink. Oh. So... Uh, so, do you guys know uh, Tapulus, the people that did? Uh, it was the pre-dance dance revolution oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. game. Yeah. So, uh, Mike, I forget Mike. Uh, what is his last name? Uh, I met him at uh, just a ton of different uh, dev events, and he felt the same way after George Bush won. Uh, he went over to the Netherlands. Uh, you know, he had a lot that was very, very positive to say about the economy there uh, and about his experience there um so i i would you know reach out to him and see what he thought he was able to build a very successful company over there uh do you guys know does france have universal health care oh yeah i don't has know great universal health care yeah, really really yeah. amazing also maternity they get two years of maternity along with um um some some really amazing extra perks like laundry and someone to come in to help you clean if you need to. Oh, my God. So there's yeah. there's some countries that, like, Canada usually ranks pretty high, usually, like, around six or something like that. But, no, there's countries that actually outrank Canada 
Um, I think that Finland, Denmark, Switzerland, also, uh, they're cold. But uh, they also <laughs> usually outrank Canada. Canada is cold. Canada is cold, cold. But there, there are some places that are colder. Iceland also. Um, so there's a lot of places that you could take a look into immigrating to, which could uh, you would really enjoy. I think here in New Zealand, which is warm, also has a really high quality of life, and people are really happy there. And plus, it's like you know, Lord of the Rings. Come on. What I was going to say about France is, uh, you know, they flew me out there uh, a few months. I think it was last year. Yeah, it was last year, uh, and I got to know a lot of the venture capital community out there, just really, really together, a really booming tech industry. Um, so, yeah, um, I think uh, the the truth is, like, one of the things that's so frustrating about Donald Trump is, you know, he has these, you know, frankly, very racist positions on immigration that I worry can just destroy Silicon Valley. And I think he just doesn't understand how much competition there is out there throughout the world, uh, you know, in the tech industry. So I think, um, you know, I I do think we need people to stay in America and fight for our values here, but uh, I'm not going to tell anyone not to go seek their first best destiny. The only advice that I'd have to offer, um, I've had a few friends who have either come here or left here to go to different places. And the only thing that I could say, and I'm sure that you will, but the only advice I have to offer is do your research absolutely, fully, completely, because you don't want to be in a situation where you're trying to uh, settle into a new country and something is not in line. And it's very important that you have all of those ducks in a row and everything figured out uh, before you before you go. Um, but yeah, hopefully you can find a really awesome uh, civilized country, as you put it, uh, that that makes you happy. Yeah. And you yeah. should you should go to to where you're going for a long period of time and talk to the to people that are around and what are the pros and cons of their country. People will be really honest about what they like and what they do not like, uh, where they're living. But it's it's nice to spend a little bit of a longer time, especially if they have different climates. If you've never spent a winter um, and you're thinking of going in Iceland, you've never spent a winter there, then you might want to try that first. And we have another question from someone who says they we it's okay to say they're anonymous if i can't pronounce their name which i am probably going to take them up on so they say do you know any recommendations for how to respond when somebody tells you they're lonely for example in, in discussion uh what are you talking about with your friends i don't have friends okay that okay can be pr can be fairly painful but i realized i don't know how to what appropriate answer to give myself do you have any recommendations? Georgia, this is all you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> right. Georgia down, this, the mic is yours. Right. That's, it's a really loaded question. And it's one of these things where sometimes, like when someone says they're lonely, there may be many different reasons to why they're lonely. It could be that they have social anxiety. So even if you gave suggestions, which would be, you know, you know would you like to join a club or invite them when you're going out to do something, um, or, you know, would you be interested in taking a course, which is usually the things that I say when people don't have a set of friends and would like to make a friends, a sport, a group, knitting, reading club, you know, anything that would, you would suddenly, you know, cooking classes that you could then expand, but you, maybe you have depression or you have social anxiety where that becomes really, really difficult. And so the question as to, and you don't have to therapize or fix their problems to them just so we can be straight. Because often when you hear that, it's like, oh, I want to rescue them or I want to fix that. 
if it's something that they're going through, like they say, well, you know, it's actually because I can't get out of bed. That would be a completely different situation than if I have social anxiety versus I'm new to this area and I don't know what I have access to around here. There's also um, groups where you can get, you know, clubs and groups that are around that you can join up to that have like social groups and games and things that people will be that you can just kind of drop in, try something out. If someone's feeling really depressed or is dealing with social anxiety, the best way would be someone that could actually help them through that. And so you may want to recommend that they may want to speak to someone so that they can really help them. Because the only problem to that is that it may be really hard to support someone that's going through a severe depression without having the tools of how to help them best to that. And so you want to point them in the direction so they can feel better as quickly as possible. And you probably, I, I just, I'm going to put words in your mouth a little bit, but you probably want to know the person to some extent before you start with here. Have you tried? Right, like that's oh probably, god, yeah, yes. that's, that's oh terrible. yeah, 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 yeah. This is someone you don't know. <laughs> oh no, um, you yeah. know, don't no. don't give advice um, if you don't know someone. If this is someone that you know, then then you would want to to kind of they're they're reaching out no matter what. But no, you do want to go out and. Sometimes just listening is also a really wonderful thing. I think if somebody said that to me, that'd be exactly what I would do, Georgia. Like, I would be very careful not to, you know, offer to fix it for them. But I would ask a lot of questions about how they were feeling, why they were feeling, just make them feel heard more than anything. Like, you're never going to go wrong if you make somebody feel heard. But uh, what, what was your word you used, Georgia, enmeshed? Like you don't want to get enmeshed with their stuff. So unless you're really good friends. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I think that's very well said. Uh, I, I second or third the listening. Uh, I've, in fact, someone in my personal life had recently said something very similar to this kind of thing. And it wasn't someone that I knew personally, but just uh, an acquaintance. And, you know, that seemed to be the best thing that I could do in the position was just to, to listen. So Yeah, uh, and it's, it's kind of interesting that. because sometimes people can be lonely and they can have a lot of people around them. So it's not something that even means that, that they're feeling lonely because they're alone. But you can feel lonely and be in a group, and which is a really uh, scary feeling is when you feel lonely and there's lots of people around and you have a very busy life and you can still feel really alone. Yeah, leadership is very lonely because, uh, like, nobody really knows you, you know, mm-hmm. like they know the, yeah. the theory of you. Uh, just one more question, Georgia. Just I wanted to get this right. It would be wrong to just, somebody says, I feel lonely, like, throw a smoke bomb down and then just, <laughs> and then just vanish. I, I mean, for, was- for, for, for context, is this in the context of you... Uh, doing rooftop vigilanteing because then it might be appropriate. I yeah, I mean sometimes <laughs> that comes up, Steve, or, or it might come up. I think Jordan no, and I, I would recommend that you put food on their face <laughs> <laughs> or on their family. Um, yeah. Humor, though, humor is really a great way to not feel alone, to let out, to release. So sometimes that something <laughs> something wild and crazy kind of can get you out of the situation very healthy, filled with healing. So you never know if you know the person well enough. Um, sometimes Smoke dark bomb. humor. You never, really? You never, yeah. you never absolutely know. I have a friend and I, and, and when we were both going through 
uh, her father had passed away and my father had passed away after that. And we, we both had really dark humor. That was our way of coping. And we laughed about, you want to make sure that the person is like good with that before you throw out some dark humor. Um, I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. But for us, that was really healing to us and, and made us bond and you didn't feel alone. So, so what you're what you're saying is that your official advice is to carry a flashbang around with you just in case somebody says that they're lonely. <laughs> I, just to be clear, I want to make sure I, that I'm yeah. getting that right. Ma- that might out. not be my official advice. Okay, but all right, you know, if you knew them enough, maybe. If you know them enough, yeah, you want to. And they like flashbangs. Throw something something crazy <laughs> out. Yeah, I love flashbangs. So oh. Brie, if you ever tell me that you're feeling lonely, I will throw yeah. down a flashbang and run away while the smoke is still in the air or the 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 flash has still got you. Go and then it. you'll feel much it. better and you'll feel less alone. I'll have a good laugh. It'll be amazing. <laughs> and then I will put food on your face <laughs> <laughs> and on your family oh. and on your family. <laughs> Oh, All right. So, so, so what? Can I can I ask for some advice? I have I have a really crazy one that I I want to throw out to everyone else and to have your ideas to it. Um. So so and and you can all give me your complete honest advice on Twitter. You can kind of send me out your thoughts too. So oh, don't I ask have... Twitter for advice, Georgia. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. Don't do that. I will put that on Gamergate HQ. (laughs) So, so I have a a friend who's going to be going into surgery and, and they're going to be taking out um, one of their non-essential organs. Um, And they're a little bit scared about it and and also of losing their own organs. So my thought to it, because this is my, my friend, she likes dark humor (laughs) and stuff and she loves, like I always come up with something crazy and make her laugh. So what I was thinking was to create a pinata of the organ and fill it with toys and treats and that she could then beat the organ um, and then treats and stuff would fall out. And I thought that that would like just crack her up. One, just looking at it like would be funny. And then I thought it would be cathartic to kind of go through that and make her laugh. Thoughts? Is that I, really I can't wrong? speak for her. It's probably a bad idea for her. But just hearing the story, it's great for me. Please film <laughs> the entire process of you like paper macheing, like, like a, a gallbladder. Yeah. Like like pouring lacquer all over the gallbladder, then your fake blood that just explodes, and then the look of trauma on this person's face. Maybe maybe you have before you get to the the main event of the pinata. Maybe you go for a rousing game of pin the tail on the spleen. Right. Oh my lord. That could be. So I'll make be sure she has a smoke bomb. Make yes. sure she has a smoke and, bomb. And, and you know right. what? You also need to make yeah. sure that you're doing the cow milking game at that party, you know, because where else are you going to do it, really? That's so true. serious answer. If your friend is, you know, I, you clearly know your friend. And if that's something that they would be into that, like, uh, the, I, I have a I have a bit of a dark sense of humor, especially at like what you're talking about there. I would be so thrilled and so I would feel so loved if somebody came to me with a pinata of my organ that I was getting removed and said, look, we're going to beat this. And it's like a representation of you beating the fear of, of getting rid of this organ. And you know, what would be really cool is if inside there was a tiny version of that organ that the person could keep since they're losing it inside they can keep it outside forever like a, like a necklace or something yeah like, okay. a, like, a, like okay. a little stuffy like a little Etsy. stuffy oh uh, yeah. georgia georgia you've got to explain this to me you got to explain this to me i don't know if i can do this. i can't even read it what is happening i not even read that out loud oh, 
I, 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 can we can show? we read that without getting ah. an explicit tag? I don't know. Is that read real? what? What am I missing? I will, I will is that try. real? So so <gasps> Bri is just Bri has just thrown a smoke bomb into oh our iMessage. Oh my message. gosh! <laughs> what? What's happening? I'm just going to. You know what? I think we should. We should just leave the link to this. Yes. In our right. Show you notes. have to actually yeah. so, show notes yourself. Yeah. So if you want to oh know what God. this horrible thing that Bree just dropped on us. Don't zoom in. Don't zoom in. Don't zoom in. There are, why, there are so many times now that I'm running for office, I want to retweet something. <laughs> and I know I can't. I know oh, I can't. Sad. Oh, this is God. one of those times. And just wait for the day, Georgia Dow, that one day I'm going to have enough that I'm going to say, you know what? I'm so glad the shackles are taken off me. And you'll and have to I'm go. You'll, you'll, what you'll do is you'll tweet out a whole yeah. bunch of them, then you'll throw down a smoke bomb and disappear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's just going to be one, one day where there's just like this string of, re- of retweets. It's like everything that's been saved up for the past yeah. two years. <laughs> And some people it's, thought this was the person who owned Jimmy John's that was doing oh this thing God. that we're not talking about. Like they, oh they had side by side photos of the person who owns Jimmy John's with this photo and we're comparing the two. And now it's a, it's an ex NYPD cop that ended up doing this thing that we're not saying, but you can click on the link and see what it is. Oh. All right. Well, well, Michael, why don't you tell people where they can find those show notes so that I can, we can wrap up and I can go never watch river monsters ever again. <laughs> well, <laughs> I will gladly do that. If you would like to get in touch, here's how you can. You can call us at 508-418-3532, or you can tweet us at underscore disruption FM with the hashtag disrupt me. If you'd rather keep things private, then you can send us a direct message. As always, please let us know if we can use your name on the show. Otherwise, we will default to anonymous. You can find the show notes in that podcast app you're listening to, or at relay.fm slash disruption. If you're looking for me online, you can find me at chihuahua.coffee, where you'll find all the links that you might need or want. And Steve, if people are looking for you online, where can they find you? You can find me uh, tweeting horrible news and Hearthstone screenshots at Wicked Good. And Bree, if people are looking for uh, the, the, the completely clean Twitter account, as well as other places to find you online, where can they find you? Well, you'll eventually find me on the Twitter account Space Cat after I escape from this hole of internet searching shark fetish. <laughs> and oh, just, no. And no, just don't seeing, do that. Seeing where this whole news hole Oh no! I gotta turn my phone off. <laughs> I, I no. think, yeah, I think no. you need to play some. I think you need to play some Puyo Puyo oh, Tetris to no. clean your eyeballs. Oh, yeah, yeah, God. yeah. Start. Georgia, I need an emergency uh, session. Oh my yeah, God! That's, that's what I was gonna say. Um, if I'm if we're looking for off. ways to reduce uh, shark anxiety, uh, <laughs> the the Queen of the Dash and the underscore Georgia, where can we find you online? Please save us. Oh, you can check me out online. It's uh, at Georgia underscore Dow, and of course, uh, any shark anxiety, you can check out anxiety videoscom All right. All that's left is for Steve to please end this podcast before it goes on any longer. So, Steve, take it away. I think we're going to need a bigger boat. (laughs) Oh, so nice. (laughs) 